Today's podcast focuses on the diagnosis of cognitive dysfunction in dogs. Our first challenge as veterinarians is that clients rarely report geriatric behavior changes to us unless we prompt them to do so. In one study, while 75% of the owners noticed at least one of the signs of cognitive dysfunction in their pet, only 12% had spoken with their veterinarian about it. Another study found that only 7% of owners spontaneously reported geriatric behavior changes to their veterinarian. This communication barrier can be overcome by using a short questionnaire in the waiting room, which can be reviewed by the veterinarian before the appointment begins. All you need is five simple questions. We're going to focus on that DISHA acronym, disorientation, changes in interactions with family members, changes in the sleep-wake cycle, changes in the house training, and anxiety or aggression changes. The use of this short questionnaire in the waiting room will allow the veterinarian to assess if this is a topic that should be discussed with the client in more detail. In addition, it will bring behavior changes to the forefront of the client's mind so that he or she will be more likely to share concerns about their dog's behavior with you, their pet's doctor. A simple one-page screening tool for cognitive dysfunction can be found on my website at www.flvetbehavior.com. Click on the veterinarian's page. Once you and your client have discussed the dog's behavior changes, consideration of contributing medical diseases is essential. The signs of cognitive dysfunction are general and can be caused by medical diseases such as osteoarthritis, metabolic diseases like Cushing's or hypothyroidism, seizure disorders, neoplasia, and simple hearing or sight impairment. Let's go through specifically the signs of cognitive dysfunction in dogs. First, we want to think about that acronym, DISHA, D-I-S-H-A. The D is for disorientation. Dogs with cognitive dysfunction might stare at the ceiling or bark at the walls. They might go to the opposite side of the door, the hinge side of the door, to ask to go outside instead of the doorknob side of the door as they have done their entire lives. Next, there's the I. That's a change in interactions with the owner. For example, every night after work, the owner has always watched television with her dog on her lap. Now, the dog does not come to her and sleeps in the corner or on a dog bed. Certainly, there could be other reasons, like adoption of a new pet who sits with the owner, that might cause this older dog to sleep away from the owner instead of on her lap. And these are things as the veterinarian that you're going to have to find out about the environment. But we should be considering cognitive dysfunction as well in these older dogs. Next, let's talk about the S in DISHA. That is the sleep-wake cycle. And this is the primary reason that owners are going to bring their elderly pets to you and volunteer the information about these behavior changes. Changes in the sleep-wake cycle for dogs with cognitive dysfunction generally include panting and pacing, but not always. The dogs may go to sleep with the owner and then wake up in the middle of the night, or they may begin as soon as the light is turned off. Next, let's talk about the H in DISHA. That is for house training. These dogs who are affected with cognitive dysfunction go outside with their owners on a walk as usual 
and they sort of seem to forget why they're out there. They might look around, they might get distracted, and then they come in the house and they urinate or defecate right in front of the owner. It's like they've simply forgotten their house training. Finally, there's the A in DISHA. That's for changes in anxiety and aggression. Be careful with this last sign of cognitive dysfunction in dogs. Any source of pain or discomfort, whether it be a full bladder or osteoarthritis, can make dogs irritable. Make sure that you do a complete physical exam, including orthopedic and neurologic, as well as a CBC, a chemistry, thyroid screening, and a urinalysis before you diagnose a dog with cognitive dysfunction. Further testing may be required based on the results of the minimum database that I just mentioned before you can rule in or out cognitive dysfunction. Hopefully, you have a good idea of how to diagnose cognitive dysfunction and you'll begin to ask each and every client who brings a pet to you over the age of 10 years old whether or not they're seeing signs of cognitive dysfunction in their dog. Thank you.